You're tuned in to the Here to Last podcast, where we have authentic and meaningful conversations on topics that matter in life. I'm your host, Deborah Chan. We only have one chance at life, so it matters what we listen to. So lean in. Welcome back, and thanks so much for tuning in. What a ride it has been. This is my 10th episode and I feel like there is still heaps that I want to dive into. I really hope that these conversations have been beneficial to you and I hope that they have been conversation starters or that it has provoked your thoughts somehow. See, I want to start this episode by just saying thank you. Thanks for listening. I've received messages for every episode that has gone out. So keep them coming because I really do read them and I reply to them. And it will be awesome if you can take a moment to leave a review or even comment as it will help others find this channel. So I'm jumping into a topic that is very raw and present. But if you may, follow me on this imaginary journey. Imagine a world where you can walk freely without the pestering reminder of wearing a face mask or sanitizing your hands at every shop front. Imagine a time where you have your year schedule planned out and several flights booked for the year and holidays in place. Imagine big gatherings, warm hugs all around and children playing freely in the playground. Those imaginations were a reality just about seven to eight months ago. And now, we find ourselves stepping into the final two months of 2020. See, as we hate to admit it, COVID-19 has pretty much infiltrated most of our conversations, personal and corporate or otherwise. It's like those weather remarks that we make, almost subconsciously we find ourselves saying, it's been pretty hot lately, right? Or, it's been raining so much. The COVID-19 topic is following the same trend of always cropping up in our conversations every single time. How's the COVID situation there? Have you seen the number of positive cases today? Well, it was just earlier this year in February that I remember checking on news of the emerging new virus that was rapidly spreading in Wuhan. And I I remember vividly that I was en route from Malaysia to Mexico, taking five flights to get to my destination. I also remember being in transit in Heathrow Airport with a mask and people were giving me glances while trying not to be rude. But hello, I can see their glances. So I stood out like a sore thumb. One of the very few Asian looking people with a cloth covering my mouth And after my two-week trip in Mexico, the virus had further spread and was making more headlines. I remember arriving in KLIA and more people were wearing masks. And by March of 2020, it was a confirmed pandemic. Countries were starting to lock down. Everything was still new. There was a strange sense of uncertainty lingering in the air. People were waiting for guidelines from, you know, the health authorities and we entered into our first lockdown in Malaysia. 
work from home became a new norm for many and we all had to get used to uh, using Zoom. I mean, Zoom at the time was new to all of us. Online classes for kids were starting to shape up and most of us found the extra time at home a blessing. And honestly speaking, it was quite exciting. Remember all of that? I remember cooking a lot of meals, watching a lot of, you know, cooking videos and, um, and YouTube, you know, cooking videos were trending on YouTube. People were making bread. I remember flour and yeast were sold out in many shops and we had to drop new schedules for our kids so that they are occupied. I remember being so gung-ho, you know, preparing all kinds of home activities for our, you know, our children while trying to keep them entertained so that we can get our work done. And I remember teaching them how to use digital devices and how to manage their own time. We all got better at juggling between work, family, and um, household chores. I remember consciously realizing that I was spending way too much time in the kitchen, cooking, cleaning, and feeding forever hungry stomachs. I mean, parents with young children, I'm sure you can relate to this. And do you remember all the fear-mongering that was going around? I mean, come on, who can forget the toilet paper rush? Long supermarket lines of people stockpiling up their pantries. I mean, their trolleys were filled to the brim. We all became a bit of a clean freak, actually, wiping down everything and anything with sanitizer, washing up from head to toe after every grocery run, vigorously washing hands and stocking up on hand sanitizers. I remember there was a time where stores were running out of hand sanitizers and some that had some in stock, it was way overpriced. All this happened not too long ago. In fact, it was only less than six months ago that all this drama happened. So why am I bringing all of this up? It's because as the pandemic drags on, the initial excitement or fear felt at the beginning and the novelty of working from home and the extra family time would have all eventually wear off by now. In fact, the word new normal is not actually new anymore. We have to acknowledge that this is going to be the way of life at least for the next year or so. We have to be ready to change and realize that things will keep changing and we have to keep adapting. So many of us, we've experienced not just one, but a series of lockdowns. I personally am having to experience the second wave, uh, well, the third wave, but the second lockdown here in Sabah. Just as we all felt like we're coming out of the first lockdown and starting to get back to the to some sort of normal, another wave hits. I personally know of a number of friends who are trying hard to find new sources of income. Many have had to pivot and still trying to find success in it. So the initial optimism of things getting better is now starting to wear off. It's even harder for some who have lost loved ones to the virus and if we are honest about it, many of us are actually facing pandemic fatigue. Only that we don't actually recognize it. You see, this kind of fatigue is not unique to the pandemic. 
according to some studies, with all kinds of behavioral change, including exercise and trying to eat healthy or waking up earlier, most people hit a plateau and want to quit at the six months mark. So if comparing this experience to a marathon, you could easily say that many of us have hit the wall. We're running a marathon without knowing the total distance of the race. And it's hard to pace ourselves when we don't know the end point, right? You may feel or have felt different levels of low at different times during this season. I'm here to say that it is okay to feel that way. But it is more important to acknowledge it. After all, we all deal with changes differently, some better than others. While it is the same virus that have caught the world by storm and caused the global disruption, all our situations are unique and different. So give space to yourself to feel and be heard. I guess the question is, how do you know that you're feeling pandemic fatigue? Maybe a good place to start would be to recognize if you have felt waves of fear, loneliness, hopelessness, worry, or sadness during this time. Perhaps you may even identify with some of these situations that I'm going to describe. Maybe you are one of those that were not actually worried at the very start of the pandemic, thinking that it's only going to be a wave that will soon be washed over. But it is clearly not just a wave, but several waves with lots of ripple effects. Probably bills are piling up for you now and you may even be an employer having to come to terms with letting go of your staff who have worked with you for many years. Reality is sinking in and undesired drastic measures have to be made. So if you find yourself lying in bed unable to sleep or dragging the heavy weight of worry around, you may actually be facing pandemic fatigue. Perhaps you are extra edgy or irritable and nothing seems to be right for you. You may be snapping at others and unfortunately, they are the people closest to you under the same roof because we have to be social distance at this time. Perhaps you're finding yourself losing a sense of purpose and you lack motivation to wake up every morning. The reality is this, that plans have changed. Maybe business deals have been cancelled and you've lost your job or you've had to take a salary pay cut. The very things that have driven us up to wake up every morning and be motivated for the day is suddenly gone. And the lack of purpose and motivation can be very eroding and it can really take away a lot from us. It is so important for us to recognize what it is. Adapting to the increased uncertainty of the pandemic is so challenging. Recently, I've had to deal with the huge disappointment where I first realized that, hey, maybe I was actually facing pandemic fatigue. I had to cancel plans to fly back to PJ to visit my family. And it was actually for a surprise birthday celebration for my dad's 70th birthday. And it was not the first cancellation of the year. Earlier this year, I ha I've had to cancel plans for a family holiday to Langkawi. And while we didn't lose any money over it, it we definitely pushed the excitement aside, thinking that things will get better. And by the end of the year, we will all be able to enjoy family time together. But you see, we're stepping into the last two months of 2020. We're in November now. And... 
again, there is another lockdown. So I've had to face this huge disappointment and I, you know, felt all kinds of low. Pandemic fatigue is such a sobering reality and we all need to find ways that will help us cope with this and come out stronger. So the question is, how do we thrive and not just survive this? Everybody will go through some sort of load during the season and perhaps maybe in the months to come. I'm not a bearer of bad news, but I just want to be real here. Um, so in this episode, I'm not going to leave you with a whole list of ways to cope in this ever-changing pandemic landscape because you can easily Google that up. From making sure that you have a routine, prioritizing self-care, connecting with loved ones, exercising, finding space and time for yourself and everything else. All I want to do is I want to leave you with two very important thoughts that I hope that you can dig a little deeper and that it will help you to pull through this entire season and the months and perhaps year to come. The next time you're feeling low, remember to acknowledge and validate those negative feelings. In our efforts to actually cope, we may push aside and minimize or even ignore our frustrations, sadness and powerlessness. While that may work for a little while, it actually suppresses it. So I encourage you to articulate and put words to your feelings by journaling or even talking about it. It's It may not be a very common thing to do, but trust me, this really, really helps. At times, our vocabulary can be limited when it comes to feelings. So are you sad or actually depressed or angry? There is this thing that is called the emotions wheel that actually helps a lot. So if you Google that up, uh, you know, you'll see a wheel that comes with a lot of words on it. What it helps you to do is it helps you put words into what you're actually feeling. And so if you're actually feeling sad, right, that's a big complex feeling. Uh, but more specifically, are you actually feeling lonely, bored, or ashamed, or even demoralized? Sad can be a huge big feeling, but what that emotions wheel actually helps you do is, is that it helps you break down what you're actually feeling and helps you to put it down into words. Or if you're feeling fearful or scared, are you actually confused or insecure of what the future holds or maybe feeling inadequate or overwhelmed? Why is this so important to describe your feelings? It is because it helps you to ask deeper questions to find a way out. So if you're scared and unsure of what the future holds because you have to have, you know, you've had to take a pay cut, then perhaps your solution could be to find alternative jobs, to explore your passions and to see if you can monetize it or even update your LinkedIn account to find new job networks there. Or if you're feeling depressed, are you actually feeling depressed or are you actually bored and have too much time on your hands because maybe your plans have gone haywire and things just don't seem to work out the way you wanted it to this year? I'm not playing down the fact that some people are going through depression and if you are, do seek help. But the point that I'm bringing across here is that I feel that many people have kind of lost their sense of purpose this year because things have changed so rapidly. So if that's you, 
you need to start asking yourself deeper questions like what exactly is your purpose in life? What can you do right now that will give you a sense of fulfillment and satisfaction, but at the same time impact positively on the people around you? What can you do with the skills and the expertise that you have so that you can earn a living, but at the same time find a greater purpose in life? It's so easy to go down that rabbit hole where we start feeling low and down. We may self-isolate or snap at others easily, but really it is our responsibility to know how and what we are feeling so that we can address it correctly and help ourselves get out of it. The final thought is this. The second thing that I wanted to leave with you, which I feel that has it has been my anchor in helping me to thrive during this season is to find time to find God. So making time for God during this season is so essential. It is so significant and it may be the last thing that you want to do, but you have to. Whether things are rosy for you or simply chaotic, you have to find time. If you're not much of a spiritual person or religious person, I challenge you to seek God. Um, and, you know, for me, in my faith, the Bible says that uh, God is found to those who actually seek Him. And He's just there waiting. Why do I say that? It's because control is such an illusion. If there is one thing that I can take away from this pandemic is that I am not in control of a lot of things. And the only way that I can go through this is to hang on and to lean on one that is far beyond, you know, any human being that is in control of everything and that's God. So what's the rest of 2020 going to look like for you? We have two more months before we welcome the new year 2021. Can you believe it? COVID-19 is likely to stick around, but we can choose to focus on things that can enrich our lives instead of those that can throw us off course. If there is something you feel like you can embark on now and do now that doesn't require traveling or breaking any of the healthcare guidelines, do it. Don't wait until things get back to normal and say that, oh, after the pandemic, then I will get it done. Get to it. Think of innovative ways to make it happen and just do it. So I brought you on an imaginary trail at the very beginning of this episode. Allow me to bring you on another imaginary trail. Imagine this last two months of 2020 like running a relay race. You're holding on to a baton and about to reach your other teammate, waiting on you to pass it to him. What you do and what you don't do will determine how he will run the race next. You're holding on to your life's baton. What you do and what you don't do today, leading up to the turn of the new year, will determine how 2021 will look like for you. Run with all your heart. Fatigue is so real. We have all experienced it and if you have not, you may in the future. When you do, acknowledge it and keep on going. Let's make the last two months of 2020 the best months yet. So until then, thanks for listening. More chit chat soon.